Welcome, and thanks for listening to this new podcast called The Playlist Project, a podcast where we learn about people through music and learn about music through people. I am Stacy C., and Podcast For Me started as mixtapes, recording songs off the radio with a quick trigger finger on the record button. Mixtapes or playlists can be for yourself or to give to someone else. In this podcast, I hope to share songs and people with you. Today on The Playlist Project is my friend, former work wife, and amazing all-around person, Allison. Hi, Allison. Hi. I am so excited to be here. This is so much fun. I am so happy you were able to join us tonight. I am excited about your songs. And if you are new to the station, new to the channel, I ask a guest to come and bring me their five songs. Doesn't have to be favorite. Doesn't have to be top five. Just five to listen to in in your wonderfulness. Right? I am full of wonderfulness. Yes. Thank you. We know that. We know that. All right. So before we get into that, uh, Allison, why don't you give the listeners a little, not necessarily elevator pitch, little blurb, like a bio of who you are, just so that we have some sort of reference. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm Allison Burke and I'm a writer. I'm a mom. I'm a group fitness instructor. I'm a foodie and a food junkie. I'm a food columnist. Uh, And after all of that stuff, my greatest love is music. So there's music playing in our house pretty much 24 hours a day. I just took the kids to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last week, which is a ton of fun. And I'm super excited to be here on the Playlist Project to talk about this with Stacey, who's also one of my favorite people. So obviously, as a writer, words are one of my other favorite things. So I'll try to keep the talking to a minimum and keep the focus on the music. Nah, it's fine. Well, very good. Yes, your son has an amazing taste in music because you forced it into him. It does. Yes, my children learned at birth. I mean, they've been hearing a huge, a wide, wide variety of music since the time they were small their dad is into fish and folk and all of that and their mom is 70s guitar rock and I love the 50s and the Motown and then of course you know we're both into hip-hop so yeah they they like a wide variety of stuff I believe my daughter was three when she was listening to Frankie Valley that was her favorite at the time and she said to me one time I think Sherry must be a little girl like me because she has to ask her mom if she can go outside (laughs) (laughs) They have known a wide variety of artists all their lives. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so before we get into your list, uh, let's get some questions rolling for you. All right, let's do it. What is your first music memory? My first music memories are all of dancing in the living room at the house that I grew up in on Friday afternoons. So my father had this absolutely huge stereo turntable speakers like this monstrosity that took up half the living room right yep yep. and in fact my mother's brother was stationed in japan in my early 70s and brought this back for him so like not only did we have a a huge one but we had a fancy one and then i also had a cousin who lived with me so when i was in first grade she was in high school and every friday after school my mom would take her over to whatever the record shop was here in town and she'd buy singles on 45 and buy new albums and then we'd come home and go through the stack of records and she'd play music. Nice. So those are my first real music memories. That's amazing. Yeah. My dad's speakers were taller than me for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had the diamond cutouts. Oh, the diamond yeah. shape. All right. Name an artist you knew before they were big, quote unquote. I caught live as they were coming up, which I'm not sure they ever got big. So I'm not sure that counts. But I remember seeing them at like the Brockport North Total Ice Arena in 10th grade. <laughs> and then like that, then immediately after they had all these radio hits. And I thought that was super cool. But we're huge fans of J.D. McPherson. Mm. And if you haven't listened to any J.D. McPherson, anybody out there who hasn't heard of them yet, they're wonderful. I love them. They're a mix of rock and rockabilly and so much fun. If you show up on stage and somebody's got a stand-up bass, I'm in. I'm sold. (laughs) Whatever you're doing, I like. 
So we have been seeing them for years and years and years, and now they're starting to have much bigger tours. They had a huge Christmas hit, stuff like that. So yeah, we've been fans of them since they kind of first were blip on the radar. Speaking of concerts, what was your favorite concert? That you've ever been to my favorite concert hands down no question was the beastie boys on their intergalactic yeah. tour in barry ontario in 1998 it was one of the best days of my whole <laughs> life because i i am above all things else a beastie boys fan like i'm love them could not love them more when the book came out it was christmas morning i got the beastie boys book a two or two three years ago when it came out and i had to cancel everything else like i'm sorry we can't see the family today <laughs> i have to pour a mimosa and read this cover to cover and it's amazing because they're just, I find them individually to be inspiring and musically it's some of my favorite stuff. So that was a really cool concert. And trivia on that, I, they had previously had a show scheduled and we had tickets. And then Mike D broke his shoulder or his oh. collarbone or something like that on a bike and they canceled and rescheduled. And I was so mad, but we were able to get tickets for the second one. And Tribe Called Quest, a Tribe Called Quest was supposed to open for them. And we're all thinking like, this is going to be the concert of a lifetime. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. We're going to see Q-Tip get on stage with these guys. It's going to be unbelievable. And three days before the concert, Tribe broke up and the organizers had to find anyone, anywhere who could open. Oh my and the closest they had was Biz Marquee was playing a, playing a small club in Toronto and they brought him in. And I thought I was going to get Q-Tip on stage, you know, doing Get It Together. Instead, I got Biz Marquee doing Just a Friend. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. And even in spite of that, it was still the best concert ever because, you know, Beastie Boys are my be-all end-all. So. Beasties. I forgot you were a huge Beasties fan. I love yeah, it. I'm a huge Beasties fan. I absolutely love it. Not not so much Biz Marquee, but no, Beastie Boys, No, but, yes. you know, there's different flavors for, <laughs> for different folks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, I'm excited. I asked you to bring five songs mm-hmm. that are, are you, that you like. You don't have to have a specific reason why you like it. It could be because you like the backbeat here, or it could be because you like the cymbal crash here, or you like this lyric line. It doesn't have to be your be all end all top five. Okay. So let's start with your first one, ma'am. Okay. So my first one is Joyful Girl by Soul Live. Oh my God. And this was actually a song that was originally recorded by Ani DeFranco. And Soul Live is a funk jazz trio. They're actually from Woodstock, New York. And they did a cover of this and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful song. And I adore this song and not, I, I've always loved it, but then I also played it when I was in labor with both of my kids. Uh. I labored with both kids with headphones on because I'm telling you like this music is, there's always something, there's a soundtrack to my life at all times. Yep. And this was one of the songs I played on repeat and it's just a beautiful song and I love it. And it, you know, now, of course, reminds my kids, I've told them this story plenty of times. So my daughter, who's almost 14, will play it sometimes just because it makes her feel yeah warm and fuzzy and connected. All right, let's give it a listen. You do it for the joy it brings because you're a joyful girl. It's the least I can do. You do it for the joy it brings because you're a joyful girl. Nice. Because the world owes us nothing and we owe each other the world. It's a good one. It is a good one. There's a lot of good in there. I love that one. That was, as you said, good jazz trio. It is. It is. It's fantastic. I've been playing that one a lot this year. I was divorced this year. And uh, this song is one of the many, many, many songs that helped get me through my divorce. And I kind of thought of it as my time to give birth to myself. So yeah, it's been getting me through all that hard labor again. It's 
one of my favorites. Different kind of labor, but different kind of labor. You'll feel it on the other side. True story. No, that was nice. That was a good, um, I feel like I'm 80 degree days, nice breeze, absorbing the sun. That's what that song makes me feel like. Yeah, it truly is. A, it's a joyful song. Not joyful in an exuberant way, but there's a there's a peace and a contentment that I get from it. Absolutely. Great start, Allison. Well, thanks. Well, we're going to take it in 180 degrees in the other direction now. I love it. <laughs> My second song is Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Yes. This was the first song I ever knew all the words to. And even now, my girlfriend, Colleen, who's like my one of my soulmates, she's equally passionate about them and about this song. And every year on Girls Weekend, we get a few cocktails in and we do the entire thing. Like, we'll rap the entire thing. In fact, God help you if it comes on in public and we're there. It doesn't matter if there's been a cocktail or not. Like, Colleen and I are doing the whole thing and we're doing it. Like, we're putting our whole ass yeah. in it. You're not going to half-ass it. You're going to whole-ass it. Yes. And my, again, my son, you know, my children are, have been exposed to such a wide range of music. And my, my son has discovered that he loves the Beastie Boys and he asked for them and he says, Hey, will you play MCA? I said, do you mean the Beastie Boys? He goes, no, my song MCA. And I figured out he means Paul Revere. Oh, okay. So do I think it's appropriate for a six-year-old? Not entirely. However, I had an eighties childhood and that's about the age I memorized it. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a tradition and traditions have gray areas. So. hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 listen to this one. I love this song. It's so good. Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with that rap and me. My team. Been had a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and my horsey and a quart of beer. Riding across the land, kicking up sand. Sheriff flashes on my tail because I'm in demand. One lonely. Nice. That brings me back. It brings me back. I I wasn't in the Beasties, but I still love them. They're still part of my my growing up sort of teenage years. Yeah, that's amazing. And everybody who does love them or even, you know, likes them or owns a couple of albums, you either love all of them and you have the discography or you kind of found them at a different spot in your life or a different time, really, in their musical lives. Because the albums really are very different. I mean, there's a continuity, but... Yeah. You know, who else puts just like these long instrumentals in the middle of what's sort of like a hip hop album, right? Right. And that I just played this for my daughter for the first time. We took a 15 hour road trip over spring break and I made her listen to the entire Paul's Boutique album <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to listen to it. Of course. And I was like, I'm going to blow your mind. It's going to be amazing. And so, and she was like, she heard the the fried chicken one. And so <laughs> and she's listening to like this one, this start of the song. And she's like, is this the same album? Like, yes, yes, it is. Oh, just wait. You know, like there's just some people love one, but not the other one. I loved all of them. Paul's Boutique's my favorite. But So she liked it. She thought it was great. She did. She got bored toward the end. You know, it's her first time listening to it through and she just wanted, she had put together a 14 hour and 23 minute long playlist. Of course she did. For the car trip, which was awesome. Because that's exactly what, you know, the map app said we were going to be in the car for. And she did a great job. She has discovered 90s alternative music okay which is super fun but we were driving home one night and she's trying to tell me about garbage and shirley manson and i i literally pulled over to the side of the road i pulled over and i was like listen yeah that's great and you can like garbage we need to talk right now about what 90s music was and who were the bad bitches of 90s like just my head was like exploding and I was like just wait just just I need to gather myself I grew up on WBER independent radio which if you're from the Rochester area like that was our yep 
that was our alternative to pop radio. That's all you really had. Just like, man, down the rabbit hole we went. So it was really a ton, a ton of fun. So she'd put together this whole playlist. And at one point, I think 11 hours in, I was like, okay, I, I get the Paul's Boutique album. And then you can take back over. Yeah. So. I used to jack for BER for a couple of years. Yeah, my brother-in-law did too. He's a knows more about music than anyone I can think of, except perhaps you. I, I like what I like. I used to be the um, total music nerd, music trivia. You tell me you like a song and I tell you a random factoid that you didn't even know about <laughs> it. Like that was me. That was my brand for a while. Um, but then I realized that being a, a music snob is not my favorite thing. But as I have gotten older a little bit, like just because it's not my jam doesn't mean it doesn't touch you. And that's sort of what I want to, I want to share other points of view than my like grunge metal headness that we've over here. <laughs> well that's one of the things I love about my brother-in-law Casey and my daughter is named for him mm-hmm. he was a BER jock and he is so into music and he you know liked all this obscure stuff and so I thought for sure he was going to be this music snob and then you get in his car and he'd just be playing the Beatles and then he'd be playing Smokey Robinson and then he'd be playing just crazy stuff that was like, I don't even know what this is. And then the rest of it, you know, just everything from all across the board, including stuff that I was sure he'd be really snobby about. He now sends my daughter a song of the day every day. He sends her a 90s song of the day. I was playing her song after song and then my head started exploding because I was like, there's Fugazi and there's the Deftones and oh my God, I got to call Uncle Casey. He's taking over. Oh, that's amazing. Go Uncle Casey. It takes a village. All right. Well, let's keep rolling. What's your next one? What do you got for me? My next song is Sedona by Houndmouth. Oh my God. I've never heard of this song. Like, oh, they're very fun. I, I'm super, I think they're almost everything they do is, or a lot of what they do is really fantastic. They're worth checking out. But I have ADHD and it's very rare that I listen to any album, let alone a new album, all the way through without skipping the song two-thirds or three-quarters of the way through. Right. And I usually have to listen to an album a good four or five times before I've actually listened to it or I have a song I like from it. I was in yoga of all places because this is not a yoga song. Right. And she played it and I was like, what the hell was that song? I like, I already like that song. I think that's already my favorite <laughs> song. And I found it and I played it. And this, since last summer to now, has been my favorite sunny day driving down the parkway, windows open. That's just my, I, I love it for that. It's just a, it's just a hello song that I, I like to play when I'm driving fast. All right. Sedona, let's listen. It sounds like a great driving song. The beat in there sounds a little um, White Stripes. I love the White Stripes. The, the drum there um, is a little White Stripes. But no, I, it reminds me of, you know, my my college music days. It's a little like folky, yeah. a little lo-fi. It's a great one. I like that one. My kids and I are big fans of the White Stripes. Yeah. My little guy likes Little Cream Soda, which of course is like, <laughs> he's banging his head from his five-point harness in the backseat. <laughs> 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 oh my god! No, it's definitely a feel. It's um, it puts you in a mood. That was great. I'm glad you like that one. I love that one. Like I said, it's a sunny day today. I'll put my big giant sunglasses on and roll the windows down and have that up at top volume. I feel like I feel like my driving songs are literally "Life Is a Highway," and that's kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any song is a driving song if you play it loud enough. <laughs> you make an excellent point. I absolutely agree. Um, I don't know about you, but I do 
I do Zoom Master of Puppets while I'm driving through the town. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Was that three? Was that four? That was three. That was three. Okay. So what's number four? So my next one is Stagger Lee by Lloyd Price. Oh, sure. I love the music of the 50s and the early 60s. I love the girl groups in particular. I'm not a huge Supremes fan. I'm not a huge Temptations fan. I didn't love necessarily a lot of the Motown sound. I appreciate it. I get it. I like it. I don't put them on and clean the house, right? What I do put on is the Essex and the Crystals and the Ronettes and the Shangri-Las. Nice. That's my jam. I love that. And this song was actually in the movie Shag, which I think only myself and four other people have ever seen. Yep, probably. But it had Phoebe Cates and Bridget Fonda, and it was in the you know mid-90s, and they have a dance called the South Carolina Shag. Now, my family all lives in South Carolina, so I already knew about this. I'm familiar with it, but they play this song. And again, it was one of those songs that my 16-year-old self was like, I just like this. I've heard this in my head forever. And then right. when the days finally came where you could just look up online a song and then download it, it became part of my repertoire. So I put it on here because we've all got a handful or more of songs where it does not matter how many times you hear it, you never tire of it. You never get tired of this one. That's amazing. I can't wait. There are a lot of versions, but I like I like the Lloyd Price version. Lloyd Price, Stagger Lee. That's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. He was barking at the two men who were gambling in the dark. It was Stagger Lee and Billy, two men who gambling. Stagger Lee threw seven, Billy swore that he threw eight. When did that come out? 1957. Fantastic era for music, in my opinion. Yeah, I took a a rock and roll history class in college, unsurprisingly. I remember during the like Elvis unit that they showed us all of the things that were happening at that time. The Mm poodle skirts, the doo-wop groups. And I think that, you know, the professor showed maybe five or ten minutes of some of these videos and then they threw Elvis on. And like, this is why people went banana yeah. <laughs> is because like Elvis now is like, what are you talking about? But if you compare it to things like this yes. or some of the other things, it's, those are so very like, you know, like we're both little grooving a little bit like little old ladies in our seats. Right. Because that's what the music at the time. Yeah. I, and you know, I loved Elvis, but I loved, I loved the Cordettes. I loved just that whole, you know, I loved Buddy Holly. So. Okay. All right. So I'm cheating. I'm cheating for my fifth song. I love it. I'm choosing an REM song. Perfect. At My Most Beautiful. And I'm gonna, it's going to be my stand-in to represent all of the songs I sang to my children as babies. So I didn't know any lullabies and songs, but I sang to them every single night. And so their lullabies were... At My Most Beautiful by R.E.M., Apron Strings by Everything But The Girl, and Beautiful Boy by John Lennon, and everything that I could think of that was soft that I knew the words to. We sang some Disney songs, too, but every time we hear R.E.M.'s at My Most Beautiful, I always remind them, I sang that to you every night when you were a baby, every night when you are a baby. This was a song I sang. So I did. I would rock them, and I would sing this when they were babies. So Oh, I can't wait. I'm choosing that one because it... It represents a very important time in my life. And all of the songs that I sang were radio hits. In fact, when I brought my first home from the hospital and she was two days old, I had been a, I had been a preschool teacher. Yeah. And for some reason I've got this tiny little person and I can't think of a single like kid song. I can't like nothing's coming to mind. And I used to sing her the Daisy sour cream jingle. 
the, from the commercial because it's Daisy Daisy Sour Cream, but we just put her name in there as Casey Casey. And it was like the first thing that <laughs> it's like, that's where. <laughs> so really, we came a long way with R.E.M., to be honest. Like yeah. we, we started with commercials. So 100%. Yeah, this is those were the songs I used to sing them at night. Oh, well, let's listen. Stipe's voice is definitely just one of those you know it when you hear it yeah it's like Stevie Nicks he's distinctive you know exactly who you're listening to yeah when you hear him on yeah yeah reminds me of my dad my uh my dad was a huge REM fan and he unfortunately passed away a few years ago but Michael Stipe can bring my dad sitting next to me I love I love that connection yeah my dad was a WCMF driving around his van Van Halen you know that was a collection. Took me on a, a tour. Took me on a trip there. Yeah, it's a my my Apple Music library is very diverse. <laughs> there's Edith Piaf and there's Rob Zombie. There's <laughs> there's a little bit of everything. So yeah, I think that um, I tried not to overthink these. I came up with the first few that mm-hmm. came to mind, and I think they are pretty reflective of how wide my taste is and some of my favorite things. So. It's been a pleasure to share them with you. I love sharing music and I appreciate you and thank you so much. What would be the song you'd want the world to play every time you walked in a room? Oh. Like, you know, your, your favorite bar. And every time Stacy walks in, here's what they play. Oh. So the one that first popped into my head is actually by the Chemical Brothers. <laughs> you know I love some Chemical Brothers. It's called Galvanize. <laughs> If you can sit still during Galvanize, you're dead. You just, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. Because if this, if this played every time I walked into a room, everybody should just have a dance party. I, I'm here for that. I'm totally here for that. That's perfect for you. <laughs> that is definitely reflective of you and fit. That's very on brand. All right. Let, I like let's it. Let's listen. So talking about music education, my son also likes that song. <laughs> he's a very smart boy. He is. So, and he's been taught well and raised well, so I'm not surprised at all. Well, thank you, ma'am. Uh, no, I could, when you were describing, like, when you wanted to walk into a room, I was like, if I could kick open a door and that bass beat can drop, 100%. I'm going to one day publish a book. I'm going to have to go on the talk show circuit. Yep. And so I'm like, well, what song would I like Quest Love to play as an instrumental when Jimmy Fallon sits me down? Like, what's my, you know? Oh yeah, I got I got a lot of them. I'll let him pick. So. That's a that's a it's a very specific scene that you have in your head, and I love that you're thinking about it already. Yeah, I'm a manifester. Should the listeners try to find you anywhere? You have a blog, do you not? I do. I do have a blog. I am at usethegooddishes.com, and uh, there's actually going to be a lot of content coming up there soon. Like I said, I was divorced over the last year. I had a fire. I had some big life changing stuff. Um, so I write about that, but I also write about 
skincare and Botox and I write about <laughs> nonsense and I write about motherhood and I write about food and I post recipes. So uh, the whole premise of use the good dishes is really just kind of smoke it to the filter. Don't save anything for good. Don't save anything for a rainy day or for tomorrow. Live it all to the fullest and live it now. So I love it. Thank you. I have a lot of fun over there. Well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us. I had a blast. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. If you want to hear these songs in their entirety, follow the Playlist Project Podcast playlist on Spotify or click the link in the description. Thanks for listening.